welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. <gasps> here we are, back at it, back on the beat. <laughs> oh no, not the beat, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> You're back on your beat. Oh, I wish, Olivia. <laughs> as Carly Rae Jepsen would say. If only we were back on our beat. I, yeah. I really don't think we can we can class this as that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it feels good though. It's a it's a small victory to feel like in any way we're back in some kind of normal routine. This has definitely become more normal than what the other normal was at this point for us and the podcast, I guess. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. taken taken took. What is it? Took taken took took it. Yeah, took us a couple what, of weeks. I don't know off. what you're trying to say. Took a couple of weeks off, um, <laughs> and um, that was good. But now we're back, so yeah, that's good, isn't it? What have you been yeah. doing the past couple of weeks? So I have sort of bobbled, as it were, with my parents um, in their abode, and have been sort of living there as a means to uh, get some variety into my life. That. Uh, of life people saying it for you it turns out it's true uh <laughs> having different things different things to do in different places to go is very nice um so i've been living there when i've uh not been at work but i have now gone back to work as a week um off furlough kind of thing so yes yeah, so i've been living there when i'm not working coming back and working the new sort of routine for me and um it's been nice just been watching like 10 million quiz programs as i'm sure you can imagine in my household hmm. um and essentially oh. i am learning all quizzes is that is that quiz show that we watched last time i was at your parents where like <laughs> you have to like put things in a star or something with philip schofield still on no that's not on but like the main thing we watch is like in the afternoon i like to watch tenable which is uh the one with warwick davis uh presenting yeah. where you have to like do 10 of something yeah and then um uh we've also been watching there's nothing ever on at like nighttime basically so we just watch reruns of who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> the, the tarrant years or the clocks and yeah. years the the tarrant years the tarrant years this is like old shit it's so like um hilarious to see uh, everybody's uh, shiny shirts and uh, spiky hair um yeah. but that, like that, like orange the main thing... graphics <laughs> yes <laughs> the main thing i am learning though from watching many many quiz shows is that all the knowledge is basically the same so like you watch one quiz show the next day you're watching a different quiz show it's a question about the same thing so you just have to learn these set things and then you get to win all the quiz shows, which is what I plan to do in my new career. That is absolutely <laughs> true, Lucy, as someone who has a bit of a background in yes. quiz life. Of course. Um, you can learn the universe. It's yeah. possible. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely when I was working on quizzes, you get to meet quizzes who, who genuinely, genuinely approach it in that way and do quite well. Yeah, well, it, it, it surprised me just from, like, literally upping my quiz watching from, like, no real quiz watching to, like, watching a quiz show a day, basically, how often the same stuff comes up. Oh, yeah, and you, I was can, like, you can build up that quiz callus thick and fast. Yeah, so here I am. I'm going to be a quiz master, so I hope you're ready for that. Um, but, yeah, how are you? What have you been up to? 
Um, well, that sounds absolutely stunning. And maybe you should take this time to write your own quiz show because I, for one, would be tuning in to that. <gasps> um, that'd, be, that'd be great. And also maybe let's get, because you remember, do you remember ages ago when I worked at ITV and I had to like try and write a quiz show for Jane McDonald? I think like you should actually do it. Oh my god, she would be great quiz show host. By the way, yes. I feel like the, the statute of limitations is like gone from that now to say that that was okay. That was, okay, so hopefully that's fine. Um, okay, I was, I was the the, theoretically doing it, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's what you should aim for. Okay, I will. Yeah, that I mean, ain't no mountain high enough, so yeah, yeah, okay, good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I have just been working and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a worker um yeah although um as i was saying to you off mic just before um i've seen a couple of friends for the first time in a socially distanced way of course um because you were you were my only friend other than sophie in the car park that i've seen since march really Um, i think i think um i've seen a couple of people briefly you know like on their doorstep but not for like any length of time yeah but um had lunch with some of our friends on Saturday, um, not in a restaurant, just like homemade. And then um, I saw my other friend's new house and sat in their garden for a bit. And honestly, by the end of that day, I felt, you know, like a sim that had been completely red and then got turned green. I just, I felt like I was green. Aww, your yeah. little, um, what, if, what if that thing, what is that thing called that's like on top of the sim, the little thing, it's called something. I can't oh, yeah. remember. I can't but yeah, nice green verdant triangle diamond. Exactly. Diamond. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that that yeah. that felt nice. Um, yeah. And other than that, you know, to be honest, just living a very uh, a very sort of closed and quiet existence. To be yes. very honest with you. But um, you know, as we look ahead to hopefully brighter days, what are you living and longing for this week, Lucy? Yeah, so, well, speaking of sort of living a small, sort of quite uh, sheltered life, as it were, um, I've really been living, because I have now been able to stay at my parents, um, I've been living for just like, and I think this is basically my living last time. Well, my living last time, I think, was about like wearing out my body by digging loads, but... This time it's more just the appreciation of being able to be outside more. I've been able to like walk around in the garden every day, a few times a day, just get outside, breathe in the fresh air, eat a couple of peas from the veg patch. Stunning. Oh, I've been, do- I've you been know, doing that. These- yes, it's such a nice, very, you know, the simple pleasures, feeling like Monty Don, love it, loads. <laughs> um, and like the other day, I'm not gonna lie, these past few weeks have been quite emotional for me for many reasons. And yes, I did cry at the blush of a new apple growing on a tree. But <laughs> that is how it's been for me. But I've actually been really enjoying it. She's in that space. That's 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 okay. She is. So I've just been um living for sort of that like 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 really appreciating the 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 as much as like I would like a lot of things to be another way, which I'll get to in my longing. Um uh, I've actually been like appreciating the slowing, the slow downness of of my life, and like those little nice things which um, maybe before were taken a bit more for granted than now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is what I'm living for, and I'm longing for. Um, so this is kind of comes with a caveat. So like, my longing for is that I am like absolutely gagging for going on like a proper night out with everybody. I know we've talked about this before, but I think. 
Uh, like, I'm not complaining because I don't want to go out yet. Like, I don't think we should go out yet, etc. blah, 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 blah. So it's not that I'm like, I want to do it now. Uh, but it's just that I think I've kind of really realized over the past few weeks that I um, really uh, connect or realize my queerness through, like, our going out specifically like going to the village going to gay bars being in thompson's and like drinking too many pints and shouting pop music at each other and stuff and i think i felt a bit of like a a loss of my queer identity from not being able to do that because i think it's so tied up in that um so i am really longing for that and maybe for finding ways to have that without actually doing it because i don't want to do it yet does that make sense it totally does and I think yeah I think it speaks to as well that sort of same feeling maybe when you are a younger person or whenever it is that you might choose to come out if you don't have a ready-made queer community it's really hard to like feel um your own sense of of queerness beyond beyond sort of sexuality just more as a kind of general identity and and community if you don't have that it's it's really hard to find and obviously we're lucky in that we have a lot of great queer friends but yeah the way that we um express that a lot of the time is (laughs) by going out and obviously being together in that way and that that is yeah probably quite a big a big loss for us in terms of how we express that so I totally understand and empathize with that yeah, definitely. And I know it, it will come again. And uh, when those days come, they will be golden. So that will be very, very nice. Um, but yes, um, what are you living along for this week? I'm going to just try and put my video back on because I don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like I can't see you um, like nodding or like, you know, like. Yeah. And I never know when I should speak. So I don't know if you're going to like say another thing. Or yes. Not. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. I think it should be okay. It should be okay. Hard enough on Zoom. Um, okay. Um, well, I am living for, so I'm kind of living for it, but I'm also a bit sad about it, but I'm mainly living for it, which let's face it, is the theme of this whole time of our lives. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of my best friends um, is pregnant and is due to have her baby in the next couple of months. And um, I have, with my other friend, organized a baby shower for her, but it is over Zoom because she lives in Devon and it's COVID and she's a lockdown pregnant lady. Um, So I'm so sad to, like, I've, I've never, other than my birthday, which was back at Christmas and she told me she was pregnant then because she would have told me anyway but also just because she like couldn't come out on the lash with us um other than that when she was maybe just a matter of weeks pregnant I've never like seen her pregnant or been able to like do any of those things with her that we wanted yeah. to do together um which has been a bit sad because I think yeah as much as we tried to kind of check in you feel quite disconnected from that experience and and I knew that was important for her to have and we've not been able to sort of have it in the way that we wanted um and she's kind of like she's the first one of you know us to be pregnant and all of those things so um that's a bit sad but we've organized this zoom and just trying to make the best of it so I'm living for that because it'll be a chance to kind of um celebrate her and get excited for the baby which will be really nice um And then that is going to be on Saturday. So by the time this goes out, it will have already happened, um, hopefully. 
And um, I'm also very excited and living for one of our games, which is to make yourself um, a functioning ergonomic, ergonomic diaper for yourself out of toilet roll. <laughs> oh my God, good luck. <laughs> yeah, and you get, you get extra points to like, you know, have some extra features. So, um, <laughs> also it's kind of awkward because I don't know like I don't really know a lot of the people on the zoom because there are a lot of her friends that I don't like know that well so I don't know how yeah. it would be for making their own like adult nappy out of toilet roll but I'm hoping they'll be up for it I have said to bring a little drink to the call so we'll summer drink it yeah everyone will meet it with the spirit in which it's been intended um mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what that spirit is but it's it's some kind of spirit um, I feel like knowing your friend who is having the baby, if they're friends with her, they'll 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 probably be the right spirit. Yeah, hopefully they'll be the right yeah. spirit. <laughs> um, it's very difficult adapting like traditional baby shower games for Zoom. I bet. Um, so yeah, hopefully that all goes right. So living for that and just living for hopefully like that going well. And um, I am longing for, so I'm on an attachment at the moment, which I finish in September and is a kind of end to that, um, which has been for the past year. I'm taking a bit of time off, not loads, just like a week. And I'm going to go on a little holiday. Um, Will be nice. Um, Obviously like, you know, I'm not going to go on a plane or anything like that, but um, I'm just going to go to Pembrokeshire. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so that will be nice. And it is going to be the first holiday I've had with my girlfriend because the past like loads that we tried to book have all been cancelled. Um, yeah. So that'll be nice. And just to like have a bit of chill time. And I'm really looking forward to just like being able to be in a nice cottage and just read books because yeah. I've, um, I've been working quite a lot and not really been reading anything for a few weeks. And I think that's made me feel a bit more frazzled because it's a way for me to kind of get out of my head, stop checking my phone, stop checking emails and things. Cause that's like the only thing left for me other than maybe like exercising, which I absolutely hate to do, um, that allows me to do that. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll be looking forward to doing that. I don't mind a nice coastal walk, but you know, I'm not about to like buy a Peloton or whatever. (laughs) 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 Also I'm not rich. I'm not buying a Peloton, but anyway, they're the reasons that I am living and longing for things this week. Very nice. Yes, when you finally get on your holiday, it'll be one of the most deserve, deserved holidays there has ever been, I believe. That's just oh, my opinion. So uh, I'm I'm ex- to- I, I too am longing for you to be on holiday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to buying some nice Welsh cheese. Oh, yeah. Do you know what else um, in Pembrokeshire? But, but you can get some really good ice cream. I bet you can get some great seafood, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've wanted to go to Pembrokeshire for ages, so um, I'll look forward to hearing about it. Yeah. I only want to eat, like, clotted cream. Yes. Everything must be, it's, like, most clotted version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then have, like, a lobster covered in clotted cream. Um, clotted cream, clotted lobster, with some <laughs> clotted lobster, yes, and um, some clotted cheese. Yeah, stunning. Can I, and some clotted chips as well, obviously. Oh yeah, obviously. And then um, I shall recover from my gout at the weekend when I get back. <laughs> but it will have been Look, worth it. Yes, everyone deserves a little bit of gout these days. Like <laughs> it, you know, it's all been a lot. It, it really has it really have you cooked any uh, recently? any nice meals um 
Yeah, well, actually, yeah, one of the uh, nice things about going to my parents' house is that my mum will go and do the shopping and we'll just buy whatever I do. So <laughs> been able to and also they eat they like eat more meat than we don't eat any meat here. Um but we don't buy any meat to eat here. So um I've been cooking with a bit more meat. What have I made? I made a but I did make I made a stunning mushroom stroganoff, no meat involved. That was really nice. Uh-huh. Um and I uh, what else have I made? I made I made a Thai green curry from scratch that was really good. Um, yeah, just lots of lots of nice and loads of nice salads when it's been like hot. Just make loads of different, you know, your otolanges, yeah, oh, lovely, yeah, whatever else. Just your otolanges, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's been nice. So Olivia, it's been a while. I am you having watched, read, listened consumed a thousand million things that you're going to tell me and everybody who absolutely adores to hear about our goings on what you've been consuming please do tell us now well as you know i have not watched any um not watched i have not read any books really other than um the book that i'm reading now that i've been reading like forever so maybe i'll talk about that next week but i've been watching quite a lot of things so obviously the first and most obvious one to probably everybody is i may destroy you that did destroy me oh my goodness like i know that you haven't watched all of it yet but um all i can say is just wait for episode 12 your mind will be blown into 1000 pieces and it's just, yeah. it's too good to be real yeah, um, yeah. Uh, quick caveat: the reason uh, that I have not watched them all is not because I'm not absolutely desperate to watch them all. I think it's probably one of the best things I've ever seen, um, which I think a lot of people are saying. Um, but it's just that I've been watching it with Izzy and Adam and have not been here all the time, so we have to squeeze it in when we can. But yes, no, I'm very, very, very intrigued and uh, excited. Being a weird word to use to watch the rest of it because whilst it's like. The most amazing thing ever it's also like one of the most stressful things i've ever watched so <laughs> find it very each episode is very tense um but it's br- brilliant amazing amazing television so yes i'm very in- intrigued to see what happens yeah it is I, I just don't have any words yeah it's so good and i would also recommend um obsessed with i may destroy you on bbc sounds if you um can't get enough of it or if you want to have like a companion podcast because i think that each episode is so densely packed with stuff um it would be very easy to miss a lot of things and i think it's probably something that i'd like to go back and rewatch. maybe not the whole thing but definitely the last maybe two episodes um but this does a really good job of kind of unpacking all of that and i think on the last couple of episodes they actually have michaela cole on so oh nice um yeah i would i would definitely recommend that and it's just been like when it's like i know i said it on on the podcast the first episode i i just thought was fine i had no idea what it was going to be it's just been amazing yeah. to watch and i just i'm so glad that i uh carried on watching it i think i would have gone back to it anyway just because so many people were talking about how amazing it was obviously as the weeks continued and it just became something that i was obsessed with watching on a monday night and there's nothing like that that i kind of make such an appointment to view in the same way um and really just kind of concentrate on it and devote that time to it especially because it's two episodes 
I think it really changes how we're watching, um, how we're watching stuff. And it's kind of taken back a bit of that control maybe around um, the binging of work like that. Um, It's just meant that, I think enjoy again is probably the wrong word, but it's just meant that people can digest it maybe a, a bit better and sort of sit with the things that she's trying to say. Absolutely, yeah, and have more processing time over individual episodes or, or a couple of episodes here and there. I, I agree. I think that it's a, a really uh, positive thing to do with um, TV, and especially TV that has a lot to say, which it definitely does. Yeah, and I, I read in, I either read or listened to um, a story about I May Destroy You because Michaela Cole worked on this for two and a half years um solidly and didn't do any other projects so it's been like a real passion and very much like living in the lives of all of these characters that she's um created and I read I can't remember the source now but um basically she was in talks with Netflix about um you know featuring it there because obviously chewing gum's on there and various things but they wouldn't let her like keep the rights to it and it was going back and forth and I think that, you know, obviously a lot of money would have been changing hands and I think it would have been very easy to have just taken that money. But, um, you know, she decided that she didn't want to do that and wanted to retain those rights no matter what. And eventually the BBC came along and snapped it up for more money and let her keep the rights. So I just think it's like a really positive story of somebody not only knowing their worth, but knowing their worth getting the money, keeping the rights, and for that to be just massively um, echoed in its critical reception. Um, yeah. that, you know, that was completely the right thing to do, and trusting yourself is the best thing you can do if you know you've got a good thing that's worth something. Yeah, nice. That's, yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, cannot wait to, you know, see hopefully her make a thousand million more things as well. Because she is very great. Great, great, oh, great. Her, her best friend, your birth is my birth, your death is my death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I'd look forward to seeing her. I, I want to see them all. And the only one that I yeah. do, do not want to see, and it is nothing against her acting, but just because I was like, oh God, you're so annoying, is um, that woman um, with the beret. Ah, yes <laughs> yes yeah, yeah 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 but she was like perfectly played though like that oh, that character perfect. so perfect. so brilliant yeah I just, um, don't wanna, I just don't want to see that no. <laughs> fair enough fair enough um okay so aside from uh i made a story is there anything else you have been watching well lucy i have a question um to you and that is have you watched hamilton yet no <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. And like, um, you know, you know, it's something I can't say no to, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Izzy and Adam want to watch, well, Izzy wants to watch it. Like I said before, we haven't, I haven't been here. So there haven't been. The, Izzy and the Adam time. are controlling too much of your TV <laughs> diet at the moment. I'm just so putting it out there. I would have like, I would have stormed through all these things, but um, you know, collective experiences are more important than, uh, you know, just my individual pleasure. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so no, I haven't watched it, and I am, I am, I am getting desperate. I'm like, I've been trying not to listen to the soundtrack so that I can like the next time I experience all the songs is like within it, right? But today on my shuffle um, came um, uh, was is it just called "Say No to This." Yeah, "Say yeah. No to This." 
Um, and obviously you have tagged me in a few hilarious uh, <laughs> versions of that with like Shrek dancing or whatever, um, which <laughs> I love the most. And I did listen to that today and was like, oh, I need to watch it, need to watch it, need to watch you know, it. So you know, the sad reality. Weekend, and maybe the sad reality. Sorry. The sad reality of that is, is that I make those like on my own and don't even post them just because I find it a fun thing to do. Oh my God. Why aren't you sending them to me? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, We've become so disconnected. I know. I'll, I'll make another one and I'll send it to you. Please. Um, yeah. You can be the, the official recipient of all of my, I can't say no to this memes. Yeah. Like I can be your one like Patreon for that. Yeah. Okay. That'll be nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I watched it. Um, obviously we saw it together at the theater and it was stunning, but, um, yeah, I, I've also like read, you know, cause since it came back on Disney plus, there's been a lot of articles about, you know, how we shouldn't actually be, you know, lording Hamilton in the way that we do yeah. because he's a very problematic character. Um, the Skylar family owned slaves and there was a lot of sort of, uh, ugly history to Hamilton that doesn't feature in Hamilton um I think that's something that's you know it's really important to be aware of and to educate yourself on because it is such a sort of mass appeal musical and because a lot of people didn't know the history of Alexander Hamilton and all of the characters depicted in that musical it will be very easy to think that that is the complete history and obviously yeah. obviously it isn't um so I would just say you know it personally wouldn't stop me from watching Hamilton um but I think it's just good to sort of read around it um I think just like any sort of semi historical um piece of entertainment i guess um yeah. a lot of it is just like not exactly as it's as it's depicted but um yeah we watched it with um some friends a couple of weekends ago and i cried and was as just as emotionally invested as the first time that we watched it and i yeah. i wondered like would that happen you know because it's like on a small screen and you're not sort of swept up in the moment of like being in the theater and seeing something for the first time but i absolutely did like when it got to it's quite uptown i was completely inconsolable <gasps> sobbing oh, okay i'm intrigued yes I, I i'm intrigued to see how it affects me on the small screen as it did in the big wide theater yeah <laughs> so, was i yeah. was i quite drunk when i watched it yes <laughs> but i think just because i just wanted to have a night of entertainment so i was just like having a few <laughs> drinks and uh, yeah so by the time it gets to it's quite uptown i was feeling quite fragile i think <laughs> fair honest. enough but you know you just want a night out with the stars and you got one so yeah, um, exactly I'm pleased, I'm pleased exactly so yeah um you must you must do that at your earliest convenience because okay. you know it's like three hours well spent after all absolutely i will um, endeavor so um the next thing that i watched that i know that you have watched is last weekend i finally got around to watching hustlers whoa <laughs> i can't believe you watched it after my stellar review <laughs> Well, the thing is, everything on paper, I was like, I love this. And actually, um, a friend of mine who listens to the podcast messaged me being like, I think that Hustlers is really good and I think that you'd like it. Okay. So that made me want to watch it as well. Um, and I watched yeah. it and I did like it. Um, <laughs> I think that, I mean, obviously, again, all of the stuff 
all of the stuff that came out afterwards about them like not paying strippers the right money and a lot of sort of like underhandedness that was echoing um, issues that were depicted in the film was another thing that came out after the film was released and um, something I guess to have in your mind if you decide to watch it but as a film sort of on its own um, my one of my favorite genres of film and have you seen like the Wolf of Wall Street yeah and like I love films where it's like, you know, a big story where it goes back in time. It's, it's like grown up story time and it like yes. flips between the present and the past. And it's very much the vibe of like, I'm going to tell you this story. Sit. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And little did we know what was going to happen next. It's basically like the like, um, oh, what, what was that website where every single article that they did was like, you'll never guess what happens next. What was that? What was that website? Oh, oh God, I can't remember. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, it's I can't like, remember. It, it's, not, it's not Reddit. It's not BuzzFeed, but no, it's like something. It's, it's something similar. Something oh. like that. Anyway. Um, yes. It was I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. That kind of film. It's basically like the, the film equivalent of that to be like, get ready for this. Um, which I... <laughs> which I like loads. So, um, and the fact that like Julia Stiles was playing this like journalist being like, tell me all the bits was just like such gay rights to me. Um, Yeah. I, I I agree that I really like that kind of film as well. Um, Like, and, and it, and and it does set itself up. It is that kind of film, but I don't think the story did anything interesting enough to warrant that. This is the next, this is the next thing. Mm. I do a bit agree with that. And I think that, I do, I do think that the story was entertaining, but it didn't really have a kind of like particularly climactic end. But I guess yeah. they, were, they were basing it on a true story um, and those things did happen. And, and it is interesting, but it didn't have like, maybe like a satisfying sort of crescendo moment that maybe you would expect, like in Wolf of Wall Street, where he goes from like hero to zero. Um, yeah. It doesn't quite happen in the same way but um so I, I i can agree with that but i also think that the bit where they get onto like the actual hustling is too long yes there are some a bit too long bits aren't there yeah 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 no i i you know i've said it i've said it i've said my piece and i i uh, i agree I, I still think it's entertaining like and i'm not surprised you know it's like you liked it in the sense of like yeah it's an entertaining yeah. movie but I just think it's like I wouldn't watch it again, you know. No, I wouldn't watch it again. I loved, I loved the beginning bit. The beginning bit was great. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. And like, does J Lo have any pause? She's just like an avatar. Like, what, what's happening? She's completely stunning. Yes. She's Amazing. absolutely just the most beautiful person I've ever seen. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She um, is. I agree. So that was amazing. I was a bit sad, like I think you said, to not see Cardi B and Lizzo very much. But I know they were kind of bit parts but um that was a bit mm-hmm. sad because I think that they could have like both brought a lot more things to the table maybe mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah but at least they were there a little bit which was fun yeah it was very fun it did just feel very fun um I'll, <laughs> I'll say that and then also I can't believe we've never talked about when Usher comes on that I that that's that's I didn't want to tell you because it was the best bit <laughs> like I didn't want to that was like that was my favorite bit of the whole thing it's worth it's worth watching the film for the bit where Usher comes in yeah like, so the, the bit where bit Usher is, comes in is amazing and they all get up yeah. together and dance which is just amazing so obviously like all of the like main stars wanted to be there when Usher was there um so that felt yes. really fun the only thing that I was like this is a bit weird is that they um didn't use 
the song that I don't mind song, which is about strippers. Oh yeah. Interesting. You're right. That's a strange choice. Maybe it was just a bit too slow, but I thought they missed a trick here. Well, yeah. I mean, and you do not want to be missing tricks when you've got Usher in the house. No, you don't. You absolutely (laughs) don't. Uh, But I, I was thinking and wondering if I were like a celebrity, like a musician, would I if you were Usher. <laughs> yeah, specifically Usher. Would I love it that, you know, um if I went somewhere, like a club or whatever, they would start playing my songs? Or would I find it like the height of embarrassment? Yes. I don't know. Um I don't know. I th- I feel like you must mainly be like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like, but also I don't know. I think I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, because then, like, I, I guess it would be one thing if, like, they they played it when you came in, in like, in like homage or whatever, when you're in the yeah. champagne room. But you know, I could never, if I was someone as like prolific as Usher with all of those songs, I don't think I could get up and like dance to my own song. That would be just a step too far. Yeah, I think maybe though, if we were Usher, we would. Yeah, you know maybe. What I mean? maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just need a chance to walk in those shoes. Oh, oh, if only. If only. <laughs> Maybe one day we will be like Usher. <laughs> but until, until then, <laughs> we'll just have to do this. Okay, that, that sounds fine. We'll do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's my review of, of Hustlers. Um, have you watched any movies or anything? Um, yeah, I watched actually, um, at the weekend. Um, so one of the things of like when I'm at my parents' house is that, uh, I love to watch, so I love to watch a movie on a Saturday night. And we used to do this thing when we were like a bit younger teenagers, which we called Saturday night movie night, which is where me and Izzy would make like a big dinner and then we and watch a movie and it always had like a movie. So we'd watch like the matrix. We watched iRobot once. We watched like, you know, big and um, almost always things that are like actiony or sci-fi or whatever um and i love to watch a saturday night movie and but the problem is is that my mom doesn't really she ne- doesn't necessarily like those kind of films so like she, she she'll sit and watch them but like they're not her favorite kind of thing she just wants to watch like uh miss marple all the time so um I said to her, like, right, what films do you actually like? Like, what would you actually watch? <laughs> and then um, we had this whole huge conversation trying to figure out, like, films that she would want to watch, but also that my dad would want to watch, because he just wants to watch, like, Alien all the time, because it's his favourite film of all time, which is fair enough. Great film. Um, <laughs> and uh, eventually um, she was like, oh, I think I've got on record um, The Talented Mr. Ripley. And she was like, I've never seen that. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that film. It's we a should great watch that. film. I um, saw you'd watch that. And I was saying yeah. to her that that would be a great yeah. one to watch again. Yeah, and um, she, I thought they'd watched it, um, but they hadn't, but she didn't have them record it. She got it, she got the DVD, she, especially, because we thought this would be fun to watch. So we watched it um, at the weekend, and I love that film. I love the story. I love things in, like, mainly Italy. It's stunning. Like, every, I just want to dress like all of them. Like, I've always been, like, obsessed with wanting to look like every single person in that film, which is funny considering, like, what the film's about. Um and yeah and then I sort of like was watching it and realizing I haven't seen it for quite a few years um realizing like how sort um how queer it is and how much it is a depiction of like like a queer loneliness because 
uh ripley himself is like you don't know explicitly really if he's queer they queer him more in the film than in the book which i haven't read but i just know that that's the case um and you know he has this obsession with the with dickie greenleaf character and you know there's this sort of wanting to be him or wanting to be like him or wanting to be and also just wanting to be accepted and liked and he sort of has his queerness he ends up with a boyfriend at the end kind of thing um and i was like oh yeah this is actually a really great uh i mean it's a hot it's there's a lot of like trauma in it and it's not a very like nice not very nice things happen to him but it's a it's a good depiction of like how your queerness can make you feel very lonely um and i uh yeah so i'd recommend it as like a queer watch um and i really want to read the book obviously it's written by patricia highsmith who we know was queer herself um and i think that you can see how she probably felt queerness being depicted this narrative um and yeah no i just loved it and and i found out in sort of looking stuff up around it having watched it that um they're making a new tv series of it and with andrew scott as ripley which yes, I've, will I've, be stunning but, yeah i've heard that as well and is there anyone more perfect oh there is not like i i i am like so longing for that i think it'll be so good he's a brilliant actor and um just great in everything basically and i'm very very intrigued to see what they do with it so hopefully they do keep the queer element um and you know obviously he's queer himself so uh yeah um big recommendation on that i loved it loads watching it again and it definitely holds up as like a good watch speaking of andrew scott um have you ever been able to watch those like extra um episodes of normal people fleabag mashup that rte did because i haven't no i remember like you said about that coming out but then i never saw anything of it and no i haven't um but but to be honest i haven't actually really looked for it because i kind of forgot about it because it didn't really come up again I think it was like part of like Ireland's comic relief. Yes, that's what I saw. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll try and find them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I watched in lockdown um, has been. Do you remember that show um, that people were talking about? I think it was a couple of months ago. It came out called Mrs. Fletcher. Oh yeah. Um, and Catherine Hahn is the main character, absolute goddess that is Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Um, so I rented that off like my mum's telly. I don't know how you can do it, but I did it. This um, is thirty. Yeah, this is thirty because it's not it's not on anything. I think it might be on Now TV, but I don't have that because um, it's an HBO show. Um, I should have just like got Now TV because it was actually really expensive to rent it, but I was just bored and there was nothing on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah that's just my 30 year old life now and um, that was really good um i'm i'm not sure if there's going to be a second series and i'm really sad about it because i feel like it's quite like slow moving in a way that needs another series but in a way that's like not slow moving in a bad way just slow moving because it's like not trying to be really fast um it's just like being its itself so it's basically about um this woman who is divorced and has a grown-up um well um an older child so like an 18 year old child who's going off to college and it's about how she kind of finds her 
sexual identity again after he goes because she spent so long sort of in this space of being a mom and being sort of on her own and having to do most of the parenting heavy lifting and it's it's a comedy but it's also kind of explores what it is to kind of be be human and sort of um, going into next phases of your life and being unsure about how that's gonna look and sort of who you are um, after you spent so long um, in one in one state Um, and I think that you know a premise like that could run the risk of being a little bit like trite trite and cringe but it was actually really funny and um, it's been directed by um quite a few cool people um carrie brownstein did a few of them i think or at least one of them and so obviously the soundtrack is great um so it also has one of my worst fears in it which is having a child that's a bully oh no yeah because you know like oftentimes like the kid is like you know quite vulnerable or is getting bullied and it's like the parents worrying about it and that's very much like the the arc of a lot of like parent kid um storylines in films but basically um he he's a bully he's like a massive jock and he has this big fall from grace when he goes to college because he realizes that other people kind of have more strings to their to their bow and the kind of things that would have been his social currency in high school don't stand up in college right and he massively um he massively struggles with that and ends up sort of going down this quite bad um quite bad spiral and ends up um i think you know it it explores again like a lot of shows are doing now what consent means in you know modern 2020 world and he sort of strikes up this relationship with um another girl on campus and it's quite an unlikely relationship and um they end up sort of have it starting to have sex and he he basically um he basically forces her to forces her into a situation sexually that she doesn't want to be in um but he not it, it's 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 kind of difficult and i think this is i think this is the point of the scene and the point of the storyline because I was going to say he doesn't realize he's doing that. And obviously, like, you know, he does in in a sense. But also, yeah. I think there's a lot of factors at, at play that that led up to that. And that we sort of see is the only, like, what, what he did is the only way that he knows sex to be. Yeah. Um. And I think, you know, it's also a comment on on consent and, and rape culture as much as it's a comment on, you know, what especially young boys are given as a sort of pathway to understanding sex and relationships or, or lack thereof. So it kind of explores that um, and that sort of jock culture where, you know, we see a lot of the time those situations happening and there is no comeuppance for those people but you know he's shut down he returns home and he returns home to kind of find some solace in going home to his mum and he finds just I don't want to do a spoiler but he finds like a situation that he never could have accounted for and it's this big moment between the mum and the son 
and it's sort of left unresolved and this is my um track of the week but um it kind of pans out and as it's panning out and we see these two characters that have had very separate kind of journeys throughout the series but are obviously connected in this way come back together and not really understand where each other's been but are sort of faced with things about each other and um it plays one of my absolute favorite songs which is the killing moon by echo and the bunny men and it just reminded me of how much that is like my ultimate favorite song obviously it's been used in donnie darko everyone knows it from that but i love echo and the bunny men saw them at tram lines for free many years ago and cried because it was too nice um i love them so just that song playing at the end just like hit me in the face and i thought it was i thought it was a good series so i'll recommend it and that is also my track of the week incidentally nice yeah double double whammy there yeah i um have i've been thinking about watching mrs fletcher so i will i will that's a good review i am now more intrigued i also love echo and the bunny men my parents always talk about echo and the bunny men because they went to see them in concert when they were like in their 20s and my mum fell asleep so every single time <laughs> the body men get mentioned, or, <laughs> get mentioned or anything it was like at this big Greenpeace concert where like there was loads of different acts so she they'd been there like all day so she like was tired not like she just falls asleep at gigs but <laughs> um and so every single time anything is mentioned like echo of the body men my mum my dad's like oh they were so good or whatever my mum's like oh yeah I wish I could remember <laughs> like it's such like a joke in our family and I actually listened to uh the killing moon on my drive back up to Manchester this time because I love that song as well so much it's such a good song um, such a good so song. yeah nice good track of the week I'm remembering so many like of my old like haunting old bangers from my yeah. like, early 20s at the, at the moment love uh, that love yeah. that <laughs> I don't know but yeah I, I, I would recommend that I'd be interested to see uh see what you think of it um have, yeah what is um actually I'll just ask you what your track of the week is shall I yeah okay yeah and what is your track of the week this week? Um, so my track of the week uh, comes off the new Phoebe Bridges album, which is came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's called Punisher. Um, if you know anything about Phoebe Bridges, you know that she's like sort of super sort of ethereal, kind of spooky, uh, very lo-fi, quite like... I want to say insidious, but not in like a horrible way. <laughs> Am- like ambient. And yeah. um, yes, atmospheric ambient. Um, and so her new album is and times ten. Um, and it's like super spooky, which I love things that are spooky. There's even a track called Halloween, so what more could you want? Um, but my <laughs> track of the week from the album is I Know the End, which is the last track, and it just does my favorite thing of like building up, massive crescendo, is super sort of like uh like loud and sort of screamy at the end and um i just think it's really good and i think that whole album um really sets a certain mood and if you're in that mood or you want that kind of thing it's perfect for it so um i would recommend it a lot and that's my i've been enjoying that album as well so we've both been agreeing with phoebe bridges which is you know stunning for us but um there are some things which we find not so stunning it is time for I don't agree with it. So, Olivia, it's been a while. You know, I haven't heard you air any grievances for a bit. Uh, Please, please, I am dying to know what do you not agree with this week? Well, 
I mean, this probably makes me sound boring, but whatever, it is the truth. I don't agree with virtue signaling around wearing masks and being considerate of people on social media, followed by the exact opposite by the same people on social media. Uh, yes, I think that doesn't make you boring. I think that makes you uh, completely correct. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, it is a very annoying... Uh, no, it's a, it's a very frustrating trend that is occurring. Yeah, and obviously, you know, like any situation, there are caveats and exceptions to the rule. I understand, like, some people can't wear masks, there are different reasons why, yada, yada, yada. I'm talking about those that condemn people for not wearing masks and sort of make those insinuations that they aren't caring about people and then proceed to, like, not care about people visibly yeah and i i think that unfortunately maybe uh like a lot of it is sort of like it's you know not particularly conscious so it's in in both parts it's not a particularly conscious here i'm putting a message on instagram and it's not a particularly conscious here i am doing the same thing aside from instagram do you know yeah. what i mean do you know what i'm trying to say i think a lot of people do a lot of things these days quite passively and that's sort of part of the frustration or at least it is for me yeah and i and i think you know with with everything that's been going on it's a really i'd be interested yeah to kind of get your take and anyone's sort of take on this really i think that if you spend a lot of time on social media and you've been aware of what's been going on the past couple of months I mean there's been so much and if you are um you know following activists or people that are engaging with news and um popular culture or kind of um certain topics that have um arisen to the forefront of kind of yeah um popular discourse I guess um you will have engaged with stuff probably um loads of stuff you will have probably reposted things and when do we get to a point where you know are we reposting things because we've really done that research and feel like it would be a really useful tool for other people of like spreading um an interesting thought-provoking or helpful message or is it just to you know show that you're doing due diligence yeah yeah it's a yeah it's it's a blurred line really and like it's quite uh difficult to know when 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 like what is happening obviously it's good for people to use their platforms to spread things etc um and that is a good thing but like for me for me personally i throughout the past couple months like you know i shared a few things and it's particularly like uh specific actions and stuff that i had done um but now at the moment when i sort of see another thing or something i kind of think instead of posting about it i take i i go like no this is now my uh instigator to actually do a thing like an action so i do that instead um so so that i'm like changing my impulse from i'm i'm my my just spreading the word about something to no i'm actually writing to my mp or i'm yeah. signing something or i'm reading something so i've, I've tried to take it as do the thing because i think obviously the actual important stuff is doing the work like enough people as it were being active you know there are there are thousands of voices 
and and that is great and and it's, and there's nothing wrong with continuing to still post things but the most important thing to do is to do the stuff outside of the posting so um i've sort of taken it as like every time i've sort of thought to share something unless it's something i think that's like really important or is like a specific direct action i'm just like no actually just do the, the thing yeah I, i've i've been leaning more towards ones that are focused around direct action or like helpful yeah. resources of information i just i just think you know sometimes i've seen um certain statements or posts that have been you know done in really pretty fonts and people and i've just seen them ripple all over my instagram and i and i just wonder like how much are they being engaged with like what are we what are we taking from it what what actions are actually being actioned um yes. and it's i think it's a really difficult conversation to have um because you know i i would never assume to be like policing how other people are dealing with all of this on social media but it's def to say that it hasn't crossed my mind would be a lie because i'm thinking about it not really just how other people are engaging with it but wondering how i should do that as like someone who wants to carry on doing the right thing for a long time Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, um, uh, yeah, I would never ever try to say how somebody else should do their thing, um, really. But uh, it is it is an interesting conversation. And, and like you say, I don't really know what the answer is. I don't think any of us do. Um, and I think that that is one of the, like, uh, it's one of, it's it's like the whole thing with social media. It's both a, a, a it's a beautiful nightmare. It's a curse and a blessing. It's it's hard to know what the right thing to do with it is. But also, I think the main takeaway is just to keep engaging yourself in the actions and in the things that need to be said and done. And if you want to do that by posting about it, then fine. If you don't, then then don't. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's it it is a um, an odd phenomenon. Yeah, and I think it's just how interesting. it will develop. It's interesting to have these conversations because I don't think that we have been in a situation exactly like this ever before. Yeah. Obviously, like social media has been what it's been for however many years, and you can make certain arguments about echo chambers or you know activism against virtue signaling and all of those things. But I think that we're in a really heightened version of whatever that is now. And it's mm. how do we find a way to channel all these amazing tools in a way that is the most helpful and um, productive way. So um, off the back of that, a bit, you know, heavier, I don't agree with it, I guess. What is your I don't agree with it this week? Well, you'll be pleased to hear mine is incredibly trivial. So. Oh, good. <laughs> no, sorry, everyone. For <laughs> I do care about actual things but right you you i'm sure you've seen it doing the rounds and this is it's sort of died a bit more now but it was it was around for about a week and it was an internet trend and i did not agree with it and it was everybody posting all these stupid videos of everything being cake what did you see this um, what okay i think it, it, i think it was made people like cutting into things and they're all cake yeah a, bi a bit but not that much was it more on twitter i think it was mainly on twitter yeah it was mainly on twitter which i know is not so much your realm but um it was like a 
plague, a plague on all our houses of 10,000 videos of just anything that is a cake and everyone was obsessed with it. And I just hated it. I was like, stop it. Why do we care about things pretending to be cake? <laughs> do you know what I, do you know what I love though? What? That thing of like, where you have to like find your name on things. That is good. That's a good tr- internet trend. Um, I love that. I think I do just, enjoy that. To that's be just that's yeah. just pure. That's just pure. It's so pure, isn't it? It, it? I saw someone tweet something about like, oh, this trend of like, you know, which, you know, which whatever are you, uh, is like really showing how much how pure it is that people just love to see their name on things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People just love to love to know what they are. Like, yeah, we all want someone else to tell us what we are when it boils down to it. <laughs> yeah. Turns out all I needed in these past few days is for someone to tell me which Keanu Reeves I am. And now I know. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. You got a pretty solid Greg Wallace the other day as well. Didn't I, had, you? I had a very good Greg Wallace. That's one of the best ones ever. In. So, uh, yeah, yeah uh, I was pleased with that. I, um, had, I had a very uh, me Gemma Collins that I enjoyed. Oh. That's good. I haven't actually found my Gemma Collins yet. I'll have a look for it later on. Okay. See what happens. Also, last minute wreck, but mm. um, I really want to recommend the Gemma Collins podcast. Oh, I've been sh- I've been thinking about like you know I've had that in my you know every now and then to listen to, but then I never remember it when I'm trying to think of a podcast. You know, oh, when I'm actually in the podcast well, like app trying to think of one. Is it good? It's like it's 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 the balm to my soul. I'll be honest. <laughs> Yeah, she is. She's so funny. She is a comedian. Yeah, she's really funny. And it's just, it's just pure escapism. Um, And also it's not that long. And it just feels like you're at the hairdressers. Oh, stunning. Okay, I will give it a listen. I think that's the kind of thing I need, the kind of content I need. Yeah, it's, it's really, really great. And I just, I just couldn't love Gemma Collins more. Oh, yeah. So from one icon to another, Lucy, mm. we haven't had one for a few weeks, but it can only mean one thing. It's time for Celine Watch. Oh, Olivia, uh, I am absolutely gagging to know what our Celine has been up to. Please fill me in. Well, Lucy, I mean, obviously we've been in lockdown. She hasn't been up to that much. Um, not loads has been, you know, on the blogs about Celine. But what I can tell you, what I can tell you mm. is um, some information about Celine, which harkens back to um, something she did when she was on her Vegas tour. So, oh. but it's just come out this week. It's just come out this okay. week. So what we've learned about Celine is that Celine Dion actually dropped $2 million on a humidifier for her skin. Sorry? A two million? Mm, mm. Right. I feel a lot of ways about this. Yeah. What? Um, how? How is it possible for a humidifier to cost two million dollars? Well, I don't know, but I know that that's what she spent on it. And um, basically, <laughs> when she was doing her Vegas tour, she had really long run of performances and that uh, meant that she would be working in extremely dry desert air conditions oh, and yeah. a lot of air con, various things. Um, so she, to quote the article, like many people, 
turned to a humidifier to help her combat the problem. Unlike most other people, however, Dion made sure that she had only the very best humidifier to ensure radiant skin and the proper conditions for her most famous instrument, her voice. The star spent an astounding $2 million on the device. Right. I, I just... She's been had there. Um, that's yeah. made up. Someone needs to tell Celine about Argos. <laughs> yeah! Well, get yourself to the car boot, Celine. You do not need to be spending $2 million on something to like spritz some warm air into your throat, which is what I assume it might do. <laughs> <laughs> $2 million is insane. I'm like, I'm floored by that. I cannot believe it. That's wild. Yeah, I know, I know. That's wild. Like, even like, tens of thousands of dollars is like too much to spend on a fire. well there you go there you go well okay well you know i've forgiven celine quite a few things i'm not sure about this one mainly because i'm worried that she's been uh ripped off so um i just hope it has helped you know i hope it's done what it needed to do i hope she's full fully humid <laughs> Me too. So whilst I try to go to sleep, now knowing in the knowledge that Celine Dion has spent $2 million uh, on a humidifier for her gorgeous silky voice, we would love it if you would get in contact with us uh, with any things that you've heard celebrities spent $2 million on. I'm sure there are other absolutely insane things. I mean, who knows how much she paid for that haunted doll? Maybe $4 million. How much she paid for that water park? Well, definitely more than $2 million, yeah, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can get in contact with us. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Queer Longing. We are queerlonging at gmail.com if you want to send us a little email, if you're just catching up on your correspondences and you want to send us one, great, do it. Let us know what you've been up to, what uh, you're living and longing for, anything, absolutely anything. Um, love to hear it don't we Olivia we do if you've got any jokes let us know we all need to laugh at this time oh yeah just like some just some like knock knock jokes just anything what <laughs> who cares anything <laughs> just, just no videos of things pretending to be cake because Lucy will reject them out of hand yeah not not that unless like you you like did a weird one and it was something that like we really if you did like a Celine Dion and it was actually fine i'll look at it but okay apart from that i will not be looking for it um, so whilst we leave you this week and muse upon what we would spend two million dollars on if we had the chance we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time good It you. That's you. I, I thought I thought that was you talking to me. <laughs> I was like, why is she saying it? <laughs> I'm complete my mind is so gone. <laughs>